Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. Let's invite the Lord in this morning so we can worship him in spirit and in truth. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy try sing that Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true and with thanksgiving Father, we love you so much, and we thank you for your faithfulness. And Lord, we pray now that in a very special way, you will enter into our spirits and cause us, O oh God, to worship you in a way that will be truly pleasing in your sight. We pray, Father, that you will exalt yourself in our midst. The psalmist says that you inhabit the praises of your people. And so as we praise you, as we thank you today, as we celebrate you in your word, we pray, Father, that you would truly have your own way. So help us, Lord, preach now in the power of your spirit. Give bread to every eater. Give seed to the sower. And when you do that, which only you are capable of doing, we'll give you the praise and glory that is thine. Amen this morning, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 27, Psalm 27. I want us to read together three stanzas in Psalm 27, starting at stanza four. So beginning at verse four, we're going to read to verse six. One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after 
that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Amen. I want to preach this morning from this uh, passage and its larger context in this psalm and in the Psalter. I want to preach about the perfect getaway. The perfect getaway. This psalm is one of my favorites. It is a psalm that most commentators agree was written by David under extreme duress. The circumstances are open for interpretation. Some believe that it was during a campaign against the Philistines, the ancient enemy of Israel, and David had almost lost his life fighting a giant, perhaps one of the descendants of Goliath. And his counselors were concerned about his well-being and said, what will happen if the light of Israel perish? And some who believe this was the setting says, this is the psalm that he wrote in response to that concern. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? There are those who believe this psalm was written during those wilderness years uh, when he was running, when he was a fugitive, running from Saul running for his life, and he wrote this song about God's protection and God's provision for him in that trying time. And then, of course, there is the belief that this psalm was written when his kingdom and his reign was assailed and assaulted during the rebellion of his own son, Absalom. And David had to leave the capital. He had to leave the city. And while he was leaving the city, he wrote Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want it. He wrote Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. His calamity and his crisis forced him to consider what he valued most in life. Regardless of what you think the context is, these circumstances forced him and they force us uh, when we're really down, when we're backed up against the wall to consider what is most valued in our lives. And when David did that, he arrived at what we call the least common denominator what the British would call the highest common factor. He comes to a place where he says, one thing have I desired of the Lord. He went through all of the options, all of the alternatives and said, one thing. I wonder what our list would look like if we had to reduce what we valued most to one thing. To one thing. Essentially, this is David's bucket list. There's one thing if I desire of the Lord that will I seek after. 
David is not alone in this preoccupation. Listen to the blind man in John 9. After being miraculously delivered from the realm of darkness and being challenged about the nature of the deliverance, he said this one thing. He says this one thing I know. I once was blind, but now I see. Paul determined not to be checkmated by a checkered past. Look back at his life and said, forgetting the things that are behind me. This one thing I do, I press on toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. David arrived through crisis and calamity at the least common denominator in his life. And that common denominator is in the text is, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. And that's not so much literal and locational as it is symbolic and metaphorical because there was no temple built at that time. The Ark of the Covenant resided in a portable tabernacle. It was David's way of expressing, I want to have fellowship with God. I, I want to be in the presence of God. You cannot and I cannot understand the life of David apart from this ascent to asylum. Apart from this search for sabbatical. I mean, we hear it again in, uh, in Psalm 55 when he says, Oh, that I would have the wings of a dove. That I would fly away and be at rest. And even though I remain in the wilderness, I hasten my escape from the wind and the stormy blast. He desired and found a perfect getaway. David is very precise in communicating his desire for this place. The Spirit showed me this grid in the text, the perfect getaway. I had to ask the question of the text, what makes it perfect? And then three things emerge from the text, and there's one movement in each of the stanzas. First of all, it was for David and for us a perfect getaway because it's a place to learn. It's a place to learn. Look at stanza four. He says, he says, to behold, why, why do you want to be in this place, David? He answers it in the first instance. He says, I want to behold the beauty of the Lord, and I want to inquire in his temple. The word for behold in the Hebrew is a word which means to perceive with intelligence. To perceive with intelligence. The word for inquire means to consider or reflect. And so these words, these verbs in the original are cognitive verbs. They are words that communicate the idea of thought, of learning, of assimilating information. The focus begins with the mind. With the mind, David, this perfect getaway was a place, an avenue, an alternative amidst the stormy blast of life. 
where he could engage in spiritual reflection. David said, I want to behold his beauty. I want to inquire in his temple. David understood what Paul would write centuries later. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We got to think what is going on around us is not as important as what's going on in us. Victor Frankl understood the concept, although he wasn't writing from a Christian tradition, but even in a concentration camp, he understood if you could control your thoughts, you could handle almost anything. And we have the ability to be able to rise above our circumstances by beholding, because essentially we become what we behold. Beholding his beauty, the glory of God, and inquiring in his temple. And so David believed this was a perfect getaway because it was a place to learn. But in stanza five, he brings another piece in. It's not just a place to learn, but it's a place to lean. Not just that we don't just need, the getaway can't just be academia. It can't just be a place to learn. It's got to also be a place to lean. I didn't know what grandmama was talking about till I got older when she said, he's my leaning post. <laughs> grandmama, with her sixth grade education, she knew what God was and what God could be. And David said, in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the day of trouble, in a dark day, Eugene Peterson say, in a noisy world, I need someone. I need something to hold me in a time of trouble. And your checkbook can't do it. Your credit card won't do it. Even your best friend may not be able to do it. Husband, a wife, mother, father can't do it. But in a time of trouble, he will hide me. I need a place to lean. My perfect getaway is a place I can lean where I can stretch out and don't have to have any pretense. I can be who I am without judgment or condemnation and knowing that God will take care of me. David needed a place to leave. David sought refuge in God's safe house. When you've been abused by adversity, when you've been minimized by misery, when you've been stalked by sin and suffering, when you've been traumatized by trial and tribulation, you need a safe house. Church ought to be that kind of place, but it's not always that way, is it? But I found this. I know where my safe house is. I know where I can go amidst the stormy blast. Perfect getaway is not just a place where you can learn, but a place you can also lean. And finally, the perfect getaway is a place where you can love. Look at stanza six. He says, and now shall my head be lifted up above all my enemies. 
Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. And I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. It was a place of rejoicing. You see, when you've learned from God and when you've leaned on God, you've got to love God. And you don't want to keep it to yourself. David said he's lifted up my head above my enemies. In other words, I'm standing above the crowd because the Lord has exalted me. In other words, he's saying, God has given me the victory. Now, in the context of the psalm, the victory had not come yet. But David was celebrating in anticipation of the victory. You know, that's what you can do when you have good intelligence. Is that even though the storm has not lifted, even though the problem has not gone away, you can still shout anyhow because you know the battle belongs to the Lord. See, some of us miss our blessings. We miss our interests and our exits from trial and tribulation because we think we've got to wait till the problem goes away before we can shout. But when you know help is on the way, because our Father is rich in houses and land. You can shout even though the battle is not over. Because you know the battle belongs to the Lord. And he said, now I got to rejoice. I have problem with folk the Lord been good to. And they can't raise their hands. Can't shout for joy. But when God has blessed you, when the Lord has made a way for you, out of no way... You've got to raise your hands. I've got a whole lot to shout about. You see, when I was sitting before that television screen on Tuesday, tears began to roll because I grew up in a segregated South. And I've seen, uh, yes, what God can do. Uh, do I have a witness here that he will uh, fight your battles? Uh, and can't nobody uh, stand in the way of God's truth? Uh, I do have a witness. Uh, his truth uh, is still marching on. Uh, some of y'all trying uh, to plan your getaway. Uh, but I found my help. Uh, I found my safe house. Uh, I found the place uh, where I... I can get away uh, in a time of trouble. Uh, and I tell you what it is. Uh, ain't no sense going on the internet. Uh, no sense sending in a form. Uh, all you got to do uh, is fall on your knees uh, and tell God about it. Uh, tell him that the way uh, is getting rugged. Uh, and tell him that the way uh, is getting hard. Uh, and you need to get away. Uh, and my God will show up uh, right on time. Uh, I do have a witness. Uh, and he'll make a way for you out of no way. Uh, David said, uh, I will sing uh, praises to the Lord. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, you see, sometimes uh, I pray the Psalms uh, and sometimes uh, I sing the Psalms. Uh, I think David uh, meant to sing this Psalm uh, because when God uh, has been good to you, uh, he puts a song in your heart. Uh, 
Can I sing it for you this morning? I want to sing the song. Let me tell you, this means so much to me that a long time ago, I committed it to memory that Psalm 27, the Lord is my light. Whom then shall I fear? Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and foes, come up on me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and fail. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war shall rise against me. In this will I be confident. One thing, one thing, one thing I desire of the Lord. That will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Oh, yes, I will. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place, in the secret place, in the secret place of his tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me up on a rock, not just up, but up a bone. Some people are up, but they're not up a bone. I'm not just up. I'm up a bone. I'm not just up. I'm up a bone. I'm not just up. I'm up a bone. I'm up a bone. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. Some of y'all up on the stock report. Some of you up on the Wall Street Journal. Some of you up on your jobs. Some of you up on your sweethearts. But I'm not just up. I'm up a bone. Up a bone. Up a bone. Up on this rock. Upon this rock, upon this rock, upon this rock. Yeah. Yes, You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.